So again, this is your host, Dory Locke, and on behalf of Sci Seminars, I'd like to be the first to welcome you to the Sci Seminars monthly call highlighting tools and techniques from the basic seminar. Tonight, we will be discussing the I am concept. And again tonight, backed by popular demand, I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Tim O'Kelly to the call. Tim took his basic seminar in 1987, and on Saturday, he participated in an exercise that had a huge impact in his life. From this exercise, he established a dream or vision of becoming a basic instructor for size seminars. And through applying the tools he learned in the basic, he was able to live that vision and became not only a basic instructor, he also facilitated at size seven, men's leadership, and was in charge of the basic instructor division. We are excited to have him join us again on this call and looking forward to what he has to share with us tonight. So please join me in welcoming back Mr. Tim O'Kelly. Tim, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you, Dory, very much. I am, uh, wow, I am very excited to uh, to be asked to do this call, um, especially after if we if we just look at the concept itself, the I am concept. Um, and I was, I had the opportunity, the, uh, the last call to do the topic of to think is to create. And these two concepts, um, you, you have to have both. And so I was, I was actually, if you remember at the end of the call, I was, I was actually hoping I would be able to do this one because they've really got to go back to back. And so I want to thank you, Dory. Uh, for having me do this call and giving me the honor to do this because uh, the other side of it is um, Mr. Wilhite, uh, the man who created PSI Seminars, this was, he said the most important concept of all concepts, that everything comes from this concept, that every other concept had to come from this concept. So there's no other concept deeper than this one. And Mr. Wilhite would travel around to do the classes, and this would be the one concept that he did. As uh, as the, the man who created the company, when he flew to different classes, he'd come in on Sunday and do this concept. So it is great honor to, to be able to talk about this concept now. Um, I will say a couple things about this concept, though. When I first heard the concept was in a basic course uh, back in 1987. I uh, was uh, had the opportunity to go to the basic class based on a recommendation by boss. Uh, I worked for a large company, and it was talked about a moment ago where I made a decision in the class to do this work because I just I was blown away that any anything like this existed where I could I could change the way that I do things. For so long, I lived my life that I, I would see what I was doing, the way I was doing things, and I saw people do things different. And I saw, them do, I saw some do the same pretty much. But the ones that I saw different, I just went, well, they're doing things different because they're different. You know, that means I'm doing the things I'm doing because that's just who I am. That's just who I am. And I believed it for most of my life. Well, no, all of it, up until 28 years old. That, you know, I, I had relationships that struggled I'd have some that were great. They wouldn't last a long time. Um, I struggled financially. Um, I pushed money away. Now, I didn't even know I did that. I just spent it. I, uh, whenever I got it, I had to spend it. I had to get rid of it, push it away. And I just looked at my life and went, well, you know what? That's the way I am. And I truly believe that until I came to the basic seminar. 
And, you know, I, I think that would have to be the most fundamental concept I got was it's not who I am, meaning it's not the way that I was made. It's not the way that I was created. It's not destiny that I be this way. When I thought it was, because I would attempt to do other things, but I was challenged in those other areas, so I always kind of fell back to what was default for me. And over time, that's just who I am. And I realized in the class, it's not who I am. It's who I have become. It's who I had become, not who I am. And that's why it's such an honor to talk about this concept, because this is the root of anybody who wants to have anything different in their life. Is this is the root of all. Now, the uh, on the other side of that, uh, you know, there's a there's a downside to it too, and I'll say that anybody who really takes on this I am concept and decides to live it because it cannot be a part time thing. It cannot be something that I'm going to do for five minutes a day and and let me put it in the daytime and get to it here uh, for my five minutes I have between jobs. No, that's not. It's not a concept that gets to work that way. It's got to be a way of life. Um, and if you do take on the I am concept, there's a place that we cannot operate from anymore. And when I first heard this, I wasn't ready for that. To be really honest and come completely clean with everybody on this call, I wasn't ready for it. And that was a victim. That if I'm going to operate from the I am concept, I get it and I got it that I cannot go victim anymore. Because the root of the concept simply says, that whatever I experience in my life is a result of me. Now, not the world. I'm not talking about that I have that power. No. But whatever I am experiencing, if I'm experiencing joy, it was because of me. If I'm experiencing sadness, it was because of me. And even if my body, if my body's experiencing pain, it's because of me. Unless there's some uh, outside source that's that's causing physical pain, but the inside, my breathing, my, the, the inner workings of my body, that was because of me? I, I wasn't ready for that. I had asthma. I wasn't ready to believe that I had a part to do with that. And so as I talk about this, you know, there's some questions we're going to be asked, I'm sure, because they always are about, you know, how often do I want to play with the I am? How often do I need to work with I am? That's going to be the problem. It's not going to be one of those things where you get to go, I'll do it now and I'll not do it sometime else. It's got to be a way of life. It's got to be a lifestyle. And so let me get into this concept because it's, it's, it's actually very simple. Um, but one thing we need to step back to is uh, uh, just a basic understanding of the way that our brain works so that we can understand why is this so important? Why must we work on this? Um, if we go back down to the, the value circles that is done in the basic course, and I, you know, and I will say this, if there's anybody on this call who has not done the basic course yet and you're on this call and maybe you've been on another call uh, and listened in, and if this work is interesting to you, if it does cause you to think, if you are inspired by it at all, I would strongly recommend that uh, that you get involved in, uh, with the class and get you know find out that, you know on the website you know psiseminars.com and get on there and find the city nearest you and get yourself in a basic. If these concepts uh, just on the phone are interesting to you, you would not believe what happens in a class. Uh, it is phenomenal. So that's a strong recommendation. So 
And in the class, we work on something called the value circles. And basically what the value circle says is this. When we come into the world, we were literally given all the qualities that we need to just have whatever kind of a life that we want. That it's already been given. We have the brain that's already been given to us. We have a whole set of emotions. We have a nervous system. Our, our body right now is functioning. Our heart is beating. We don't have to make it beat. Our lungs are moving in and out. We don't have to make them do that. There's so much that our body is doing and that we have been given. You know, you watch a child. I have a, you know, I have just a three-month-old son, and, you know, and I'm 53 years old, and it's, it's just the greatest time of my life, and I'm watching this little son it just perfectly express himself. You know, he doesn't hold anything back. He doesn't, well, you know, I don't want to make anybody mad. When he's mad, he is mad. And he does not hold it back at all. And when he's happy, it is so genuine. So we all came into this world. And as he gets a little bit, oh, he's going to want things. I mean, he wants food right now. You know, and he doesn't wait around. You know, when we get ready, he expresses himself right now. And we have perfect self-expression. We have a full range of emotions. We have a beautiful mind. We've been given everything. And then as we get a little bit older, there's going to be some things happen in our life. There's going to be some events that happen in our life. And then as our, as our conscious mind and cerebral cortex starting to get developed, we'll start having thoughts. Instead of just a pure experience, as a child does, a baby does, we'll start to actually think. A child, you'll hear a child go, why, why, why? They're starting to create the way that they think. They're starting to create their hard drive, if you will, the way that we think. And based on the events in their life, based on mom, based on dad, based on school, based on friends, based on, you know, everything that's around them, we'll start to make decisions about ourselves. And out of the way that we think, which is what all that is, our opinions of ourself, our estimate, which means self-esteem, our estimates of ourself, our estimates of ourself in relationships to other people. You know, I'm, I, I'm as good as, I'm not as good as, or I think I'm better than other people. Um, I'm smart. I'm not smart based on wherever we went to school and how that whole school system was, um, we start to create our opinions, our beliefs, our, our, our way of thinking. And what the mind does is out of the way that we think dictates how we feel. So all of our emotional state, happiness, sadness, bitterness, joy, passion, love, fear, all of our emotions are created by the way that we think. And then out of the way that we feel, which is all of our emotions, that causes us to show up the way that we do. So the whole point to that is going down to what is it that causes me to do what I do? Why do I have relationships that struggle? Why did I push money away? I don't know. I, that's, just what, that's just who I am. And what I realized in the class was, no, it's not. It's how I have become because of the way that I think. And that's been proven over and over. The difference between people is not the where they're from and their education and all that. It's the way that we think is what makes someone different. When therefore, what makes results different is the way that we think. Going back down to the deepest root that there is, the way that we think. Well, what the I am concept is, is the, it's the root of all of our experiences. If the way that we think dictates how we show up, then the I am is the source of how we think. If you can just say that to yourself, I am, and then there's naturally going to be something that follows that. And that is the source of our experience. We see the mind, the mind thinks in one of two ways. There's a positive charge and there's a negative charge in our brain. We can think negative. We can think positive. And there's nobody here telling us which way we must think. We've been given that ability. We can believe in a higher power. We don't have to believe in a higher power. We can believe whatever we want to. That's the beauty of being a human being. 
We can believe whatever we want. And so the way that you and I think what we believe is completely of our own making. Now, did we have help when we were young around us? Well, sure. But the truth is we were the ones that actually fought it. And so the I am concept breaks it down to that there are only two ways to think. One of them is positive and one of them is negative. A positive internal thought process. Now, when I say internal, anything less than 16 seconds would be considered a fleeting thought. I can, I can sit here right now and say, I'm the president of the United States. Well, I'm not. And it's a fleeting thought, and one, I don't believe it. Okay? So nothing is going to happen. So we're not talking about our fleeting thoughts. We're not talking about those odd thoughts that we have just you know, passing through our mind. What I'm talking about is our deeper thoughts, the habitual thinking, the part of us that's in the subconscious brain, what we dwell upon, what we, what we harbor, what we think about most of the time. A positive internal, that's what I mean by internal, not the fleeting thoughts. A positive internal thought process, it's a law that says it has to lead toward positive results. It has to. When you plant corn and you take care of it and you nurture it, you're going to grow corn. You plant wheat. You're going to nurture it, take care of it, you're going to get wheat. You plant positive in the brain, you'll get positive. It's a law. It's not going to be different than any universal law out there. It's not. So an internal positive thought process leads toward positive results, health, wealth, abundance. And a negative internal thought process, is, it's a law, states the same thing. It will just lead toward negative results. And what happens when we start doing work like this, and we're producing negative results, we think, well, it can't be us because we never intended this. How can I ever think that I had anything to do with creating a negative result financially or relationship-wise or health-wise? Well, that's not me because I had all the best intentions. So it must not be me. And we'll have a tendency to look out and to blame something else, which is the easiest game in town to do, to blame my wife, to blame my husband, to blame my coworkers, to blame the team because they're not the ones performing. And when you work with the I am, you start to realize that there is no blame, not even internally. See, it's not even blaming myself. No, it's just that we were given the ability, a wonderful ability to think either way. And we choose it moment by moment. And what this is, is always stopping the game and really investigating our thoughts, which I believe a lot of people do not do. They just think it and feel whatever comes with it and produce that result, and sometimes we look at it and go, well, that must not have been me. But the reality of it was, yes, it was. If it was an experience in our life, it was, based on the way that we were thinking. And so the I am concept, you know, Mr. Wilhite always said it this way. If you want the answer to the I am concept, it's, it's this. It's very simple. It would go like this. I am a leader. You think, well, there's got to be more to it than that. What he meant by that was, what a leader understands it's this concept that why this ties in so perfectly with what we did last call. If to think is to create, then if I create something I don't like, I'm not happy about, it's not fulfilling to me. And if it's to think is to create, then I've got to change the way I think. How do you change the way you think? Now you change it with the I am concept. So now that we've got the clarity that everything starts from the way that I think, well, then what a leader understands is those two points, that there's only two ways to think, and that's what a leader understands. And so if I produce a result that I don't like, I don't blame, because it's not anybody else. Because when I blame, I lose my power. 
When I blame, I lose the power. Now it's up to somebody else to produce a better result for me. And now I'm victim to them. And what a leader will do is if they produce a result they don't like, they'll look at the result as feedback and go, got it, I see what I need to change, and that's the way that I'm thinking. So thank you, results, for my feedback. And now I change the way I think, and I change it with the I am concept. And again, it's not something that can be done five minutes or ten minutes. You can do this literally all day long. But see, I'm going to, I think, hopefully I'm going to add something today for the graduates that are listening to this that might be, might be the part missing. And, and the only reason I think it might be is it was for me. Because what I got by working with this is, okay, I got it. If I'm producing results I don't like, I've got to change the way I think. I change the way I think with the I am concept. Because every source, every, the source of every experience that I have and you have starts with I am something. Every, the source of every experience. It's not the source of every experience is you are. No, it's I am, well, excited. I am happy. I am angry. I am bitter. I am positive. I Whatever. That it all starts with the I am. And it's just what do we end it with? What are our thoughts after that? That's what runs our life. And that's, therefore, what produces our results. And so the I am concept, if you think about one of the best quotes I think ever in this work was a quote that's very simple. It goes, what the mind of a man can conceive and believe, he can't achieve. And so what this I am is the second part of that. The first part is conceive, which is, okay, what's our goals? What is our target? What do we want to create? And so I can see that in my mind. We have screen the mind concept in the basic course learning how to use our imagination, which is what we were given to produce results. The first stage of it, being able to imagine. Animals don't have imaginations. We talked about that last time. But we do have imagination to set the target out there. What do we want to create? So what the mind of a man can conceive, well, the second part is, and believe he can achieve. So we can visualize it till the cows come home. But if we do not believe it, we will not attract it. That's what the I am does. But the part that I think is missing for most people is when they grasp hold of this I am and they think, okay, i got to change the way I think. Well, then what they do is they start changing the way that they're thinking. Like if they're walking around, they realize they just had a thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. And then they stop that thought and go, okay, let me turn it to um, I, I am going to pay the bills or, or I, I am going to make enough money. And, and, of course, that's a battle right there because there's a part of you inside that's going to go, no, you're not. I just said. You're not going to be able to pay the bills. These are internal thoughts. And that is the battle of this work. But then we, we just do that and go, okay, so now I'm walking around thinking, okay, I can pay the bills. I can pay the bills. Okay, I'm going to make more money. There's still a part missing, though. There's still a part missing with the I am. And that is the emotion behind it. So it's not something that we're going to be able to do just mentally. That we've got to attach the emotion to it and feel that and to feel that result before it happens act as if it is even if it isn't so that it can be so that's the i am not just think it but to actually live it right now mentally emotionally spiritually i am wealthy now there's going to be a party who goes no you're not look at your bank account see that right there is the test. Who's going to win? Is it going to be a new thought process or is it going to be the old one? 
And I believe this. Mr. Wilhite said this. He said anybody can change the way they think. Anybody can change the way they think. Very few people will keep those thoughts changed. Let me say that again because that is crucial. Anybody can change the way they think. Very few people will keep those thoughts changed. That is so powerful. So there's going to be that battle. But then here's another tip that I'm going to give that I don't think I did for many years enough at the level that I'm doing it now, is not just think it and not just feel it, but to build up evidence that supports it. That's right, to build up evidence that supports this. Because, see, the reality is we're not just making up a new way to think. That's not it. And I think it's what a lot of people believe. What, I just make stuff up? No, you're not. Because do you remember that part of us that I said that we were born with? The part that we come into the world with? We were given everything we already have. We already have it. There's nothing outside of us that we need. So if I have a belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not saying just make something up and attempt to believe that. You're not going to believe it. But what the I am is, is eliminating that lie because it's a lie that I'm not good enough. And I really want to say that again. It's, it's, a, it's a lie that I'm not good enough. And the reason I'm using this one, this was my belief for a majority of my life that I'm not good enough. I always thought people were better than I was, smarter than I was, just had it going on more than I did. And I could literally see that with anybody because that was just a belief I had. But I want to say that again. That's a belief I had. It's not who I am. Because if I get down really deep enough to it, who I am is everything. We were given that. We were given the most incredible mind, the most incredible emotions. We were given everything. So it's, if I change it to I'm not good enough to I am good enough, I'm not just making up another thought. No, I'm just getting down to the truth. And I'm just fully accepting who I am and get off of this lie that I lived for 24-some years, that I'm not good enough. So the I am concept is not now just making up new ways of thinking. No, it's getting down to who we really, really are, below the programming, below the feelings, and getting down to really the source of who we are, which is we have everything. We've always had it. And it's about getting down there and operating from those. And then building evidence on our physical world that that is the truth. So that we watch ourselves in the day. If I'm going to work on I am good enough, I'm just as good as everybody else is. I'm not better than anybody else, no. It's not about that. It's just I am good. Well, then what i got to do in the day is see the results that show that. Instead of only focusing on the ones that I'm not good at. No, start focusing on the ones that I am doing good, even just the way that I clean the house, even the way that I do my business, even the way that I ride my motorcycle, even the way to start turning our mind to what is it that I do, what is it that I am that is truth. And that's the I am concept. So it's not making up stuff. It's really getting down to who I am. And i got to believe this myself. I'm not saying that you believe it, but I do believe that I was made just as good as everybody else. I wasn't. I don't believe that my creator made me less than. I don't believe that my creator made me to struggle in my life. I think 
I did that. I did that by the way that I was thinking. And that's the most beautiful thing about these classes is I got to see that, no, I did it. I wasn't made that way. My God is not that way. I was given everything. And the most beautiful thing I was given was the ability to think, either positive or negative. And the I am concept lets us understand that we do have everything that we need. And it all goes down to what I believe about myself, about people, and about the world, because that's going to dictate all my results. I'm going to be able to get into some more work uh, as we answer some of these questions that we get into. So that is, that's the basis of the I am concept. It's that I am a leader, as Mr. Wilhite says, that I am in control of the way that I think. And so let's get into some questions, and I know I can cover a lot more work with the questions. So, Dory, are you there? I am. So like let's that. start with I the... am. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> so let's start with the first question that comes from CS. How do I say I am while putting them in place as if they are so, even though they are not yet? Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to fight you on that one, CS, because they are already. Now, I know, I think I know what you're saying, though, is you think that this new I am is not already there. I'll challenge you and say, yes, it is already there. You don't believe it, though. So if you have a thought that says I'm not smart enough, um, and then you're saying, well, then how can I put in a thought like I am smart enough when actually I'm not? So you're just going back to the original thought is our brain is the most brilliant computer ever designed on this planet. There, no man will ever create a brain as fast and as, as, as accurate as our brain. We have been given everything. So it's not about creating something I'm not. Remember I talked about that. It's about getting down to what is truth, what is real. Now, let me, I don't know why I just brought up that not smart enough. Maybe that was for someone on this call. I don't know, but it was another one of mine. So if we take a look at children in school, their brain can handle anything that a teacher throws at them. And I'm going to say that again. The brain is designed. It can handle anything that can be thrown at them. The reason that most children don't do well in school is it's not because of their brain. The brain has everything. It's the belief about themselves. I don't like this. I'm not good at this. And I tell you what, once they start having those I am's, well, then that's what runs the mind. But underneath it, the brain is brilliant. We have everything we need. So it's not about lying. It's not about making up new stuff. It's about just getting down to the truth. And that's going to be the hardest thing for some people because we believe these negative thoughts for a long time. We actually think that's who I am. It's not. Underneath it, we are everything. Okay, next question. Okay, this one comes from SC. How often throughout the day should I be present with the I am statement? Mm. It sounds a little bit like this one is a uh, you want to work on a concept or you want to work on a, you know, an exercise. So how often should I be present with the I am statement? Um, that question I hope I did answer in the, in the opening, which is um, it is not something that you're going to be able to put in a, in a day timer and then pull it out and go, I'm going to work on it for five minutes. Now, if you were to work on whatever I am that you want to work on, that um, I am healthy, I am, I am beautiful, I am wealthy, I am good enough, actually I'm great, uh, actually I'm awesome, uh, I'm capable of doing anything that anybody else is, um, I am imaginative, I am, 
So it's not something that you just get to go, okay, let me let me work on that for five minutes today. No, that's got to be a new way of thinking. So can I do the dishes? Can I do the housework with those thoughts in my head? See, a human being can think and do at the same time. We can actually think about what we're thinking about. We have the ability to do that. So I can do normal everyday work and still in my mind thinking to myself, I am imaginative. I am wealthy. I attract money. My product, my services are great. People will find them. See, that's what we do. We think all day long. And some people think, well, no, I can't think because I'm doing things. I can't think because I'm doing laundry. Well, yeah, you can't because you're thinking anyway. But a lot of times we're just not aware of what we're thinking. This is being aware and thinking the truth all the time. Now, are there going to be moments where we're just not on it? Absolutely. Is that fine? Yes, because it is. And that's just what we're doing. But it's as often as you are willing to. So here's the way I'll end that question with is, well, when do you want the results? You know, when do you want those results? Well, that's when you need to be thinking about it, and that's right now. Okay, next question. Okay. The next one comes from SB. I know I'm living below my potential. I am aware that change starts in your mind. I have tried multiple times and will be mentally strong for a week or two, and then it feels like I self-sabotage and I'm back to square one. How can I stop this war so I can live up to the greatness that is in me? Great question. Um, so the question that I hear there is that I'm not living up to my full potential. I'm on it for a couple of weeks, and then I find myself going back. Okay, good one, good one. Um, so this one would be, um, again, the I am concept is not just about changing the way I think just the thought it's i've got to believe that thought now so how do i take that thought and really believe it it's by the attitude and it's by the emotions of it so it's not like walking around thinking i am great i am great i am great it's just not it's i'm not connected to that all right now because it's just words i am great i am great i am great let me say it 25 times i'm great i'm great i'm great still not gonna do anything why because i'm not into it i don't feel it I've got to feel it. I've got to, I've got to imagine feeling that right now, opening the door for it to come into my life versus just wanting it to come in, but really at the level, I don't believe it at all. It's I am. And to, to actually, even as I'm standing here right now, my fists are clenching. I am great. And even though, yes, you're going to hear in the back of your mind, no, you're not. That's the old stuff. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. But then... I think where you might be missing it, if it only survives about two weeks, is that third stage that I talked about. You're not building the evidence. You're saying it over and over again, maybe. I don't feel that you're connecting it with real, strong, great emotions. Go to the beach and yell it. Jump up and down. But see, some people go, oh, my gosh, I would look so stupid. Well, I just say that you're more committed to how you look than being successful fulfillment because very, very committed people will do it. You know, they'll go in the backyard and they'll jump up and down and not, not just to look stupid, not just to be crazy, but no, they get so excited about a new belief, a new, a new truth about themselves. And then to build the evidence. I don't think you're building enough evidence. See, what happens when you start changing the way you think and you really start believing it? Imagine this driving down the street, you're hungry and you're looking for food, your mind shows you all the restaurants. We talked about that last time. 
when you start really changing the way you believe and getting back down to the truth of what's real about you, your mind will start showing it to you in the world. You'll start to see the greatness in the world. You'll start to see the greatness in people when you see the greatness in yourself. So if I'm seeing negative out in the world, I'm just seeing negative inside me because the world is just a reflection of the way that I'm thinking. So when I start really changing it and get into it and believe it and feel it, I'll start seeing it. And then I've got to start building up that evidence. So if you're only getting about two weeks, I'm saying it's pretty surface. Get real with it, get emotional with it, believe it, and then start building the evidence, going, there's evidence right there that I am great. There's some more evidence right over there that I'm great. And that's what will get you over that two-week hump. All right, next question. Okay, the next one comes from JC. When thinking negative I am thoughts, how do I stop those in their tracks? Do I automatically think the opposite? Oh, okay. Um, do I automatically think the opposite? Um, well, if it's a negative thought, it's a lie. Let me say that again. If it's a negative thought, it's a lie. You're lying to yourself. So when you say just going to the opposite, I just want to add one more thing to it. It's not just flipping it to the opposite. No, it's getting down to the truth. So if you, if you have a lie... And then you have truth. It's not lie and the opposite. You have a lie and then you have truth. So any negative thought you're having about yourself, about people, about the world, if it's a negative thought, think of it as this way. You're lying to yourself. If you're thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not going to be able to do this, I'm just not great in relationships, it's a lie. You've been given everything. We have everything to be totally fulfilled. And it's our thinking that's stopping us. So if you have a negative thought like that, think of it this way. Yes, it's a lie. Now move it to the truth. Not just the opposite, but the truth. And the truth is going to be the other side to it. So when you say the opposite, I agree with you, yes. But it's not just, okay, flip it to the opposite. No, flip it to the truth. I'm not good enough. I am good enough. I am good enough. I am good enough. I am, and feel it, but my, my fingers are snapped right now as I'm doing it. And I cannot ever do any of these things sitting down. I was going to start sitting down, and now I'm standing because I'm excited. And that's what the I am is, is to feel it, to get into it, to believe it. Okay, next question. Okay, the next one, there's two that are kind of about uh, family or relationships, so I'm going to read these two. Uh, the first one comes from TH. And it's what kind of IMs have you found to be most beneficial in your one-on-one -on -one relationships? And the other one comes from AO, and it's would you suggest to believe that anything is possible no matter what the current circumstance, including relationships with family? So somebody's looking for some beneficial IMs and relationships and, um, you know, suggesting anything that is possible no matter what the current circumstances. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let me just end with, uh, let me start with the end of that one. Um, do I think that anything is possible? I think anything is possible um, with myself. Um, me changing the way that I think. Me changing my habits. Me changing my life. I believe totally anything is possible. What the mind of a man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. So conceive, screen the mind. The visualization, we'd work you on the basic class. 
being able to see that. See, animals don't have that, human beings do. And that's the beginning step of us creating anything, to be able to see that relationship, to be able to see what kind of relationship that we want. But see, it's not seeing what the other person is doing. And to me, have them do things. And for me to have them be a certain way. I don't have that power. I, that, I, I'm just going to say if that question was asked to me, um, I don't believe that anything's possible, making, meaning that I can make somebody else do something. Or I, can, I definitely cannot make anybody else feel anything. So I, I don't think that's possible whatsoever. I just know that what I can do is I can work on me being the best man I can be in a relationship. So if I'm in a relationship with my daughter, it's not how I'm going to be with her. It's who I am as a father and what beliefs serve me as being a great father. And I, and I cannot go, I want her to be this way and her to be this way. That's her journey. She is definitely on her own journey. I don't definitely want to change that whatsoever. So all I can do is work on being the great father that I want to be, which is a man who listens. So that's one of the ones that I've worked on for a long time is, is I listen. I take the time and listen. And I cannot change her or change her relationship. Now, so when I, when I hear the question, can I, you know, is anything possible in a relationship? I, I'm going to have to lean towards no on that one. Because if you're saying that, can I have somebody be a certain way for me? Can I have someone change for me? No. No, I, 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 I don't, we don't want to do that. We don't need to do that. Um, and who am I? And, and, you know, when we get into this work, there's a couple of different stages when it comes to relationships. You know, if we're with somebody and we're working on ourselves, and we happen to be with somebody and they have their quirks or they have their flaws or they have their beautiful side to them and their, their other side, you know, I can look at all that and go, you know what, I accept that. You know, I accept that they're this way. That That's the way they show up. And I show up the way I show up. And that, that, I accept that. And, and I love them. And I want to be in a relationship with them. And they're going to be that way. And then there's another part of us that can go, I reject that. That's not something that I want in my relationship. And you have, everybody has a right to do that. I, I reject that kind of a behavior. Or I reject that kind of a thought process. Or I reject the, to be treated that way or I reject your, your mentality around certain things. Not that you're good or bad or right or wrong. It's just that's not what I choose to be with. And so I can reject that. I'm going to suggest those two are very powerful to be able to accept someone fully, fully, not accept 90% of them, to accept them fully. Or I can reject them if I choose not to be with them. And then the third one that has been proven to be the most dangerous is to Tolerate. Tolerate means I'm going to be with them, but I really want them to change. I really want them to change. And maybe if I stay with them long enough, they'll change. If I really train this dog for two years to meow, and I give it everything I got, and in two years you go to that big test and, it, well, it's going to bark. Um, tolerate kills us. Tolerate has actually been proven to create cortisol in the body, which reduces the immune system, puts on unwanted weight. So in relationships, that's a whole different world. That's why I strongly recommend um, if the relationships are really what you're about, as, as when you, if you have not done the life success course, 
or the, our, the, the top-notch leadership courses in the world, in my opinion. Um, that's where you're dealing with more relationship work in those two. Okay, so now going back to um, what are the ones that I found to be the most effective in relationships? Again, it's not how, how I'm going to be in relationship. It's how I'm going to be as a man. How am I going to be as a, a husband? How am I going to be? How do I want to be for my wife? Well, is it really different than how I want to be with anybody else? You know, what's important to me? What are my values? See, one of the greatest things I did in the men's class was really get down to who am I as a man and what's important to me? You know, and, and gosh, I wish I could talk for hours. Um, the men's, I mean, just the men's class, I just got to see that I used to sell out for a relationship at, at the drop of a hat. She wanted me to do something, I'd do it, even though I didn't want to. I had no stand. I had no, what was I about? I would just do anything to make someone happy and found out that it never worked for me. And so one of the greatest, you know, I am's as a man is that just I am, I am myself and I am a great man. And I have boundaries and I have things that I will do and I have things that I won't do. And it wasn't that I need to be this way for a woman. No, it's I've got to do some work on who am I as a man. And you know what? If I, the beliefs I have as a man, like I will not go to baby showers, that's just something I don't do. I know that might sound funny, but I just don't do it. You know, baby showers are not something I want to do. And my wife would go, you're not even going to go to your own son's baby shower? No. I don't do baby showers. Now, before I'd be, I'd be like, okay, fine, I'll go, and I'd be pissed the whole time. And it, it, it did create a great relationship. So I worked on myself. And I heard this one day. I heard one day on a, on a, on a, at Principia, I heard this. The speaker said this. One of the questions was, you know, if you were going to give one bit of advice to have a great relationship, what would it be? And I was ready for a big one, you know. And I remember she looked at everybody and she goes, just be great then. Yourself be great. Don't worry about how you need to be in a relationship. Just how are you going to be as yourself? Okay, next question. Okay, uh, this comes from SD. In my current stage of life, kids, husband, and full-time demanding job. I feel like everyone else defines who I am, and there's no time to focus on me and what I want. How can I redefine who I am and still be who everyone else needs me to be? Huh. You know, there's a couple things I'm going to have to fight you on that one. Um, you always have time. Um See, that's, that's gonna, we're going to have to get off the victim side of that, which is I just don't have time. Well, you created the time that you have, and you created all the stuff that you have in your life. We always have time to work on the way that we think, because like I said earlier in the opening, we can do that while we're doing the laundry. We can do that while I'm sitting here doing this call right now. Thinking internally, I love this work. I love myself for doing this work, and I am great at this work. While I'm doing this call, so you can do work with the way that you think all the time. And then getting back down to it seems like everybody else has defined who you are. I just want to appreciate the vulnerability in that question. And, uh, and I would just say take some time. Create some time. You've got to. To get down to who are you. The truth is no one has defined you. You have. Now maybe you have given up that power to somebody else. But the truth is, you decided to give up that power. So I would say, you know, and I don't know who, I don't know who, the, you know, the problem is they give me the initials, and I don't know if I know you or not, but uh, if you have not done 
you know, and I, I, I know I sound like I'm selling a class, but damn, I am. If you have not done the men's class um, or the women's leadership, um, that's, that's where I would go to do that work. And it's designed, especially nine days for that, is to really stop. Am I a father? Is that who I am? Or is that just a part of me? You know, am I, uh, am I the, the provider? Is that all I am? Am I just a, a billfold? Am I, who am I? Am I my job? Am I my letters behind my name? Who am I? And to stop as a man or as a woman and be with just other men. And what's so beautiful about this work is no one there is going to tell you who you are. But deep inside, it's getting back down to who I really am. And, and maybe, maybe the person who asked the question, it might be redefining it for yourself so that you now take it back and define who you are and to realize that I have a job or I have a company, whichever one you might be doing. I have a relationship. I have a child, but that's not who I am because underneath that, I am incredible. I am healthy. I am loving. I am, and then I go do these things. So I would strongly recommend, and if you have done it and it's been a while, then get back. Go back to the work. Go back to the class. Because, you know, some people ask me, why do you be an instructor? Well, why do you think? It, because I love people so much. Well, that's really not the truth. I love them once I'm there. But sometimes going to a class, I'm like, oh, here we go, another class. All I have to do is walk in front and we start working with people and just start loving it all over again, just like on this call. And uh, why do I do it? Why do I be instruct? Because I've got to go to a class, you know, just about every other week. And how long have you been doing it? When are you going to master it? When are you going to get it? Well, I don't know. I've been doing it since 1987. I haven't got it yet, you know, and I, I don't think I ever will. That's why I do this. That's why I stay. You know, when I did this work, I went, how, how can I get involved with it and learn it at the highest level I can? And it just came to me that to, to be an instructor because we have to work on it all the time. It's not something that's a part-time. We've got to work with it all the time. All right, next question. Okay. Um, the next one comes from RG. I've gone through the IM exercise during the seminars. How do I keep this concept and feeling on fire with me and be successful? Mm. Um, how do I keep this? How do I keep this on fire? Can you repeat that last? Yeah. Part? How do I keep this feeling of being on fire with me? Oh. And be successful. Okay, how do I keep the okay? How do I keep the the fire inside? Okay, um, well, I'd have to go with this first. What is um, why are you doing it? Um, why are you putting the effort in? Why are you really taking this on? What is it you want to create? What is it you want to manifest? What is it you want to feel? What is it you want to create? You know, before you die, what is it that's really, really important to you? See, what happens is in the classes, and you said that, you know, you, you did the IM exercise in the class, and what you've done, you, you created some time. You set everything aside, aside to do a class. And so now you create the time to get in into your mind and to work on you taking that moment to go, what is important to me? Well, then we leave the class, and then we get back into our life again. Well, the, the magic there is it's a constant. It cannot be a part-time thing. It's a constant What's really important to you? If you were standing here in front of me right now and I'd say, what is your biggest want in life? You know, what is it? Do you know it right there? Or would you have to go, um, 
Well, let me think about that. Because then that's, there's no fire there. So how do you keep the fire? Well, every day. What do you do when you first wake up? Think about that for a second. What do you do when you first wake up? A lot of people do math. It's interesting. A lot of people do mathematics, right, when they wake up. And I just thought that was kind of always weird. I used to do it too. I'd wake up and go, okay, what time is it? What time did I go to bed? Oh, I hang on. I'm finding out if I'm tired or not. And I figure out if I'm tired by how many hours I've slept. So I started doing math when I woke up, and I learned that that doesn't serve me at all. To what's the most important thing I can do is right when I start to wake up, and I'm still in that kind of that grogginess, would be to go right into thought right there. And the reason that they say, like if you're doing, if you when you come to classes, you realize that what we do before we do any work on thought is just let yourself relax, let yourself slow the mind down, so that you you don't have as much of the 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 rational, the logical fighting. And that's why they say if you're going to do any inner work with our thinking, is to do it when we're the most relaxed, when our mind is quiet. And in the morning, it's quiet. Or late, late, late night as we're falling asleep, it's the most quiet. That's the best time. To start the day with going back into, and if you haven't done the class before, there's an exercise that you'll do um, called workshop where you can pop right into, and, and this is nothing new. It's been around forever, and people call it all different kinds of things. The greatest creators, the greatest writers, the greatest in the world all had something like this, and they called it something different. Thomas Edison called it his workshop. To just pop really quick into your workshop and to reignite that goal, that dream, that fire, versus what a lot of people do is they'll start to wake up and look at their life right now. Okay, where's my kids? Okay, everything's fine with my home. That's really what our mind starts waking up to. And we'll look at what do we got to do today. What do I got to do today? I hope you're hearing me say that sarcastically. Today. No, no, no. Now, are we going to have to do that? Yeah, but hopefully not after, not, I mean, not until you look at long term. Big dream, big picture. Why are you waking up today? What is today a benchmark for in your life? So to think about that great relationship, even if you don't have it right now, to think about you walking down on the beach, being in love. Maybe it's a nice house that you live in or maybe making a difference in the world, traveling and making the world a better place. Well, I don't have that right now, but I know that's imagination. To wake up and start dreaming of your dream, not what have I got to do today. Most people focus on today. I'm saying in the morning, start with focusing on your dream and do that every day. The fire will not go out. It will not go out. I guarantee you that because you're the one that's lighting it every morning, every morning. All right, next question. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from RL. How do I completely convince myself that I am much more than I've been showing to the world? My thinking has been changing after Psy, yet I'm still playing short. Still playing short, still playing short. I'm going to guess still playing small, still playing not what you what you think you could do. I'm guessing that. Um, how do I convince myself? Well, that's pretty much what the whole I am concept is. Um, one of the things that's just coming to me as you say that, there is a, when you plant a seed, there's a gestation period. Um, you're never going to plant a seed. If you go back in the backyard and plant a seed, um, the ground is not going to grow within the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, it, it actually takes time. Now, that's just one seed. Some of these thoughts we've been battling for years, 
we've been we've been so ingrained in thinking that I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. And sometimes we've been thinking those for years. Is it going to take a little bit of time? Yes, it is. So one thing I would say is be patient and not be resistant. Now, that's a whole other concept that, you know, we could do one whole call on literally the, the destruction of, of being resistant, meaning that it should happen faster than it is happening. And then I get upset that it's not happening fast enough. And then I'm not being the most effective. It's, there's patience. And it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a, a, a level of trust there that once you start working on changing the way you think to trust yourself to possibly a higher power or something bigger than you, and it might take a little bit of time. And then the other part I'd, I'd, I'd go when you say it's taken a while, well, I'm questioning, are you doing it part-time? You know, uh, are you, you know I was asked this. Uh, I heard Mrs. Wilhite do uh, just a quick talk when she was talking about tithing. And someone said, you know, had a question about tithing. Should I tithe, my, should I tithe 10% of my gross or my net? <laughs> and everybody just looked up like, that's a really good question. And Mrs. Will, I just let me go, well, how much do you want back? You know, it's that same thing. How much are we going to put into it? How much do we want back? How often are you going to put into it? So my two thoughts there are, how often are you really working on it? Are you working on it every step? Everywhere you, you, you go, you're thinking. And, 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 and that's your job. That's your full-time job is you change in the way that you think from negative to the truth. Okay, so that's what I have you look at is are you really putting all of you into it? That's what I would say. All right, next question. I think that's going to be it. Um, just love to have you wrap up the call if you would. Yes, thank you. Um, wrap up the call. What I would say just by doing this work that I've done here with you guys today is um, – Stay in the work. Um, it's really tough if you do it part-time. Um, if you attempt to, you know, just hope that it sticks after doing it for maybe one or two days in a class and then hoping it really, really works. It's just, it's not going to. Nothing does. Nothing that's worthy and great is going to take just a few minutes. And so get back, you know, find out. Those, those people who have done the class, um, how many times have we audited this year? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you there. Um, the first time I did the basic course, I, I staffed or re-audited every class for the next year. I knew I could give myself that much time, one weekend every, what, five weeks to go do this. And I still realized that that wasn't enough for me, and that's why I decided to work for this company. So um, stay involved. Get in it. Get in arenas where you're working on changing the way that you think, okay? And no, there's nothing deeper than the I am concept. This is changing your estimate, your estimate of you, your self-esteem. It's got to be full-time. And find, so let me put this into a quick formula for you. Start believing whatever it is that you want to believe. Get those clear in your mind. I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am energetic, I'm vibrant, I'm loving, I'm passionate, I'm sexy. Whatever it is that you want to become, get those clear, okay, full-time, and then add the emotion. So it's not just intellect, it's emotional. Connect the emotions with it as if it was happening right now. And then the last one is find the evidence validate the evidence, validate that what you're thinking is true by the smallest of things you do. 
not the three things you didn't do and go to bed and beat yourself up. Look at the seven things you did do that prove you are great. That's what I'll leave you with. Excellent. And as usual, Tim, you have left everything on the field with this call. Um, What a great call tonight. And thank you for taking the time to share your insights with us on how to use the I am to be a a leader in this world. Thank you very much. And and just I I, want to acknowledge everybody who's on this call because you are saying something about yourself by just being on this call that you're more than doing it part time. I appreciate you all. And I hope to see you in a class soon. Excellent. And so we want to thank you for joining us on the call tonight. And we hope you enjoyed everything you've heard and found some new tools to support you in living the life you desire. And don't miss next month's call as we'll be exploring the area of transformation. The call is scheduled for Tuesday, May 14th at 6 p.m. Pacific. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register so that we can cover them in the call. And just because the call is over doesn't mean the conversation has to end. Let's continue the discussion on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts on the IM concept. What did you get out of the call tonight? And how are you going to implement this in your life? And as many of you know, we also post live updates during the call on Facebook, and we love having your feedback. And finally, don't forget you can access information about us on the Size Seminars app. The app is available for the iPhone and Android and on iTunes or Google Play. You can find out more about the upcoming classes, such as the Basic, Size 7, the Life Success Course, and the Leadership Classes. So check out the app today, or you can also find us at psiseminars.com. That's PSIseminars.com. Thank you for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we hope you have a great evening.